0: Welcome to the Love Oracle, where ancient wisdom opens the door to the source of love in you. Hi and welcome. I'm Angela, and tonight I'm sharing on a topic that is new in terms of my sharing on it, but not in terms of my exploration of it through movement, but it's what I'm calling love of nature and natural love. So one of the things I discovered when I started working with people was that they used to say a lot, why does my relationship go bad in this manner or why does that person treat me so bad? Why don't they just love me? Love is natural. A lot of people expect when they get into love relationships, any relationship, parent and child relationship, siblings or romantic or family relationships or friends, people expect people to treat them in a loving manner. And they, I've always been fascinated by the assumption that we should be naturally loving. And this is what I'm going to explore with Gina. She doesn't know it yet. About these assumptions that we have in our love relationships, our family and romantic and community business relationships as well perhaps in business relationships we don't expect people to be loving as much but certainly in our family and friends and community relationships we expect people should be loving and we have this thought expectation that love is natural it should be a natural phenomena however (laughs) In our world today, if you've been paying attention, you might be questioning whether that's actually possible for the human species. If you've got a pet, you know what natural love is, unconditional love, an animal that's waiting for you when you get home. You know what natural love is. And that relationship with your animal teaches you what is love of nature because anybody I know who has a pet I know quite a few obsessive pet owners are obsessed with the love that they experience with that animal because they can't get it from the human relationships so I know people who say that people are humanity humans are dysfunctional so they prefer to have a pet because with that animal they can actually experience love and so the love, if you have that connection to your animal, it's a blessing. It's a, a relationship with nature that teaches you about natural love, love that's natural. It flows from you. It's, it's not something you have to work at. When we talk about natural love, it's just that energy that is innate and comes out in a lovely, unconditioned manner. It may be even unconditional love. And certainly some animals can, pets can demonstrate that unconditional love. You can yell at them. You can do all sorts of horrible things and they still come back and give you that genuine affection. So love of nature is something we are using through the pandemic to normalise us. So as we saw in the pandemic, we were starved of human social relationships and the increase in pets or having pets with us became something that certainly in some countries, they started to increase because they weren't able to have social relationships. So nature is very important for teaching us about love. And love of nature is something that the pandemic Has started to wake us up to, to the point that it's actually at a crisis point. So nature now through the pandemic, through the natural disasters that we're experiencing is communicating to us and collectively we're understanding that we're understanding that nature is screaming at us, that humanity is not in harmony with nature. We're out of balance with nature. And also the natural kingdom is starting to communicate us with us through many sources, through many means, through the climate for sure, but also through our large collective focus on health. We're towards the tail end of this pandemic, but we're not, we're not really yet digesting what it means about our nature to be a human being. We've separated ourselves as humans from animals But we can't do that anymore. And we're learning through our sciences and through just through people. We're just starting to understand that if I abuse the environment, it's going to then go down the line and start creating many problems for me. And the, the biggest problems in terms of natural love, of our ability to love naturally, is that when we have children, they're so natural in the way they love and then our social structures our society starts to then condition them and we're really starting to see that at a collective level globally of course social media is making us see the worst but today I wanted to share an inspirational group with you that certainly when I saw it I can see in our planet right now we're going through chaos but within this planet And within the social media there's also signs of different people all over the planet reclaiming their nature and it's just not newsworthy so i wanted to share with you this resource it's a group of kids um i'll just find their name again it's the website is masaka kids and i believe they're in uganda And these kids come, they're orphans, they're kids that have had trauma very early in life, but they're amazing, talented kids. Musically, they've got CDs for sale on their YouTube channel. They do dance, they make tracks, they do performances, and they've got a following now. And their videos get millions of views. So just think about the impact that these kids who grew up in a very remote village that people might look down upon when you watch them you can't help but feel infectious joy and I start to just start grooving and I'm amazed at their dance level their skill level and how they also are very natural they're six years old four years old eight years old ten years old naturally connected to this joy of life and a lot of their dancers express that joy it's natural it's uninhibited they're not trying to be cool well they're kind of pulling a few moves and showing off but there's this celebration of of their nature and you look at how you can see in the background of their videos where they live very simple there's chickens there's dogs and and there's a couple of ones where the dogs just watching happily and they they've got keyboards they've obviously got cameras and all the equipment set up to film them and choreography. And you can see that they're also dedicated to prayer or going to school or being focused on their future. And the kids on the website are advocating to say, look, this is my dream of the future. So that's that's kids being natural. And it's a beautiful thing to watch if you're very sort of freaked out by other things on YouTube. It's a great rabbit hole to go down. And then um, one thing that we start to do in our society is especially in first world countries, but it's happening in, all over the planet, not everywhere. Some places like the Masaka kids are celebrating life. Some, some of their first world type of drive of this planet starts to condition the kids to be part of a society that separates them from that nature and from their ability to dream and from their ability to feel naturally joyful and naturally connected to their own energy and to feel empowered in their body. And you can see that with a lot of kids now, when I look at the conversation around young people through Australia, the pandemic discussion has focused on how they're isolated and they're lacking engagement. So they've been doing work on the computer. Some kids just weren't showing up to school through lockdowns. And they also started to feel just despondent and then getting them reconnected now is difficult. And the the importance to get kids using their movement, body, health, physicality again is super important in those situations. But we just don't have that excitement about it. We feel like we have to get the kids to move to prevent them from being addicted to screen time. And also the screen time starts to have their thinking quite negative negative very different from the Masaka kids. So I just wanted to throw those two contrasts in there where you can see a very different approach to the body and to movement and a natural connection to the body and their own innate joy and nature and that love that's inherent to kids. When kids are born, they're not criticizing and judging they're not even thinking I'm this I'm that you're that you're this they don't even start to separate really until they get to school and those separation things are started to be indoctrinated through the school so kids are kind of like born in in this sense of connectedness and then they start to go into separation through various forms of conditioning and this is a real reflection now of 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 where we're disconnected from our own nature in our school systems, in our structure of society that's cut off from nature, in our urbanization of the planet that's starting to build and build and build more buildings that are cut off from a more integrated natural way of living. And also with the internet we can use the internet for great things and sharing but a lot of us get into this cycle of addiction and especially young people as well. And they get lost in the images of of their own nature in the body and their own nature in the way they can love life naturally. So I wanted to look at their natural love. How do we reconnect? And one of the most important things that's happened in this week for me was discovering a doctor, Dr. Zach Bush, who is looking at our species in terms of health from a completely different perspective from where the pandemic conversation has gone on. And Zach has also travelled to, there was a tribe that was recently discovered within, I think, the Amazon forest that had no contact with Westerners, so he's met with them and and shared with them, they actively, that Amazon tribe actively sought out Westerners to actually discuss with them how everything that they've known about this time when the world and nature was so out of balance, they were saying that the pandemic is not going to cause the end of our world. They actually know from their own intuitive work what the progress of humanity and what is actually gonna shift and and where we're out of balance. And they those tribes, tribal people in the Amazon forests were reaching out to Westerners because they actually wanted to share their dreaming. And similarly in Australia, there's more people connecting with indigenous people, with our First Nation people who are actually able to share now in a different manner, a conversation that hasn't happened in Australia before, it's starting to happen at grassroots levels in the, in, in the community. And the listening is different. People are listening to Indigenous peoples because they have a completely different perspective because they're not living with the same conditioning that Western culture or First World culture or modern culture has generated as a sort of conditioning for, for life on the planet. And Dr. Zach Bush, what he's done is he's a virologist who's looked at, at at our nature at the level of the microbiome. So maybe if you're into health, you've heard about the microbiome. And he looks at not just the level of the gut, because so, so many doctors now are starting to look at the importance of gut health. But Dr. Bush goes completely more macro, and he actually looks at farming methods that have been integrated into modern economies that have started to destroy the soils and the and cut down forests, deforestation, have destroyed the soil quality that's creating the food that we eat, that's creating animal husbandry that's so out of not healthy. And he also looks at how our oceans being polluted the way they are also the pollutants in the air from how we are producing our food and our consumer society, how all of those elements are then completely affecting human health through the level of the gut bacteria. So in the gut, there's all these bacteria that there, are there And also he talks about viruses. So viruses have been part of our evolution. They're not a living thing, but they've been part of our evolution for, he says, hundreds of thousands of years. I think it goes further back than that. But let's just say for 200,000 years, the human species came into the animal and plant environment. I, I think it's much older. And viruses were so important for the evolution of the mammal species. So even the placenta of the mammal was created through a virus coming into the bacteria systems inside of our bodies. And humans are predominantly a bunch of bacteria inside with other things interfering with that bacteria so that the species actually starts to evolve. So all of the human evolution has been... An interrelationship of the bacteria, viruses being integrated into that environment, and other um, I think it's fungi and some other life forms that are at that very small in inside the body level. And what Dr. Zach says that is changing the conversation is that most of our medical system has been about cellular function. And we've ignored, actually, that these human cells interact with so many other bacteria. Bacteria, actually, are our ancestors. So the bacteria and the cells and the fungi and the other life forms and the viruses, which are not alive but actually come in to mutate all the cells with the functions of the bacteria as well, that whole ecosystem inside of us, because we've polluted the planet and created an, uh, animal husbandry that's so toxic, we've actually started to destroy our inner ecosystems in that gut health. And that's what he's noticed with the ra- raising rates of cancer um, with the way that people died all over the world with the pandemic. You can see in some countries there was very little death in the uh, Amazon tribe that he was he was connecting with they had like six people that had died out of a population of 20,000 so it was very very small and other countries had very high death because of this disconnection within their own internal ecosystem of the bacteria so it's really fascinating to hear him speak because he starts looking at how our way of treating Nature, of controlling nature, of conditioning nature, now has got to the point over the last one hundred or so years that we're destroying our inner systems. And if you listen to any of the other teachers around the virus, the coronavirus, it's all about the lungs, and when we've cut down deforestation to a certain level of our, when we've cut down the trees and we deforestation's got to a certain level on our planet, Those trees are the uh, the carbon um, production and clearance system of our planet and oxygen creators of our planet. So we're suffocating the actual air systems of the planet and the carbon that goes into the atmosphere is then actually creating air pollution. So the areas where there's the highest density of air pollution on the planet is where the highest death rates of of the pandemic has been the current pandemic and if you start listening to Dr Zach he's actually got really good reflection on from the 70s these viral explosions has been more more than any other point in human history so there's something deeply dysfunctional about the nature the relationship we have to nature In our planet and of course there's certain tribes that are completely in harmony and have been quietly doing how they live their lives while the rest of us are squandering (laughs) our energy and looking at how to resolve whatever we came to discover through our our trauma in health so you may know that I've had cancer and I've recovered from it And in that process, I had to understand what was it, the dysfunction in my own body system. And also in my treatment, I started to look at the gut health, but I wasn't just looking at it from a physical sense, like taking acidophilus. I was looking at where do I leak energy in my system? Where am I not supporting the natural effervescent joy, celebration of life? in my whole way of being, in what I do with my body or with my relationships or with my thinking or with my friends? Where am I not experiencing that joy naturally? So I would like to just finish then with some things about the nature of, of how you love and how to deal with it when you feel disconnected because so many people are dealing with isolation Dr. Zach Bush actually says that the disease we're experiencing, one of the things is leaky gut, which leads to all these other problems like cancer and all the other inflammation things rising. Um, But he says that the disease is isolation and it's a typically first fault (laughs) disease. So when our nature is not connected, we start to create thought systems that become more important than connection and our nature is connection our nature is to be connected and natural love it's the most important gift that we've been given when we're born we're we're given this natural gift of life this gift of the body this gift of being able to breathe this gift of being able to experience this world, this nature that we're born into. And then we get cut off from the nature and we create these thoughts, these beliefs and fear and emotions because we feel we can't reconnect to that love that we were born with. So in the beginning of my talks on on what is love, I looked at how when we're born, we have that natural connection then we get separated from the mother and we spend the rest of our lives re-looking for that that natural connection and we might find it through a romantic relationship we might find it through something else besides that and the deeper situation we find ourselves in as a species now is if we're in isolation And you're addicted to these thoughts that you're worthless or you're not lovable or no one really cares about you and why bother living humanity? Who cares about humanity? It's not that worth celebrating humanity. It's a pretty useless species. And we can go on and on and on. They all stem from separation, from that natural love of life itself. The, The first thing to start acknowledging is that the thoughts have become more powerful than your own nature and this even Dr Zach talks about this this is one of the the biggest problems with being isolated you start to get stuck in your thoughts and then those thoughts become the way you relate to your disease if you're if you're experiencing illness and as we saw with the pandemic the fear the fear of death, the fear of the virus, and that's still operating in our communities. A lot of people are still in fear from going through this pandemic. Even the kids are still sort of not quite understanding what's going on, but they're absorbing that fear by osmosis because it's in their environment. Dr. says great work about describing how any thoughts that we have actually start to create The mutations in the genes and in the way our very species relates to each other and we are about connection and socialization so isolation is going to be on the rise in our species because people are going to be more stuck on these thoughts and it's not going to be easy to unstuck them because they're addicted it's kind of attractive to some people they want to be in their thoughts that are perhaps cutting them off from their own humanity it's not that they're bad it's not that they're stupid it's just that it's it's something as a species that we've created through our culture I love that word culture because it's like yogurt culture you ferment bacteria right but we as a species have fermented cultures that need to actually unlock some of their attachments to their own thought systems, their own belief systems. Not necessarily to get rid of the belief system, but the belief system has to be able to um, release whatever attachment it has and come to some sort of conclusion that it's able to exist but not be destroyed. If we start to destroy belief systems, we're not gonna we're not gonna integrate people, we're not gonna connect with people. So natural love starts with actually seeing if you were to connect with anyone and you may not really agree with their belief system what goes beyond that beyond that belief connecting through belief we can see in our world now we've got so much uh, dialogue about that person's wrong and that person's right and then it just keeps going around and around like a virus, really. It's a very um, easy dynamic for people to get stuck in and addicted in. And natural love, our first love, is about connection. It's about being connected to each other. So whenever you find that you're in conflict... It's a really great opportunity to just ask, okay, I don't like this person. I'm in conflict with this person. Their belief system is pissing me off right now. (laughs) So you can see that and then ask what goes beyond that or what's underneath that, what connects us? Because it's the simplest way. I also went through my cancer and my recovery from cancer there were many, many moments I was in conflict. I was in conflict with myself mostly and with the disease itself. The cancer exploded in my body and was growing like exponentially and created a fluid byproduct that had bloated me up like that girl violet in Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. She turns into the blueberry. I was like that. These cancers were growing the liquid was multiplying and kept on being produced. I had edema from all of the liquid in my lungs, and and um, uh, and, and I can't even remember it. It was so much liquid; it was just everywhere. And I I, <laughs> I didn't know I'd expanded that big until someone put me on some scales, and I couldn't stand anyway from the liquid. So they had to lift me, I think, onto a a chair that they weigh you. And then I realised I was 74 kilos and I went, I'm not, what's that? And then I think I saw a mirror or something, but then I suddenly realised that I was carrying like 20 kilos of liquids. And that's when I started to realise that overwhelming um, cancer was putting everything out of balance and that's what disease is it's simply the body saying you're not in balance something's really off whether it's your liquid systems or your thoughts liquids are the emotions thoughts are mental health that they talk about so that's um also your lungs are the uh perhaps thoughts that are literally suffocating you or clogging up your system so when I realised that I was one of my biggest obstacles and my perception of self, I had to learn how to, in that moment, go beyond that to what was natural. I couldn't breathe sometimes. I couldn't think. And there was like a flurry of thoughts, like a lot of brain fog, but also just hallucinations from the drugs and things. So in that in that confusion, it's very, very hard to connect to you know a breathing technique um god help me now if people give me breathing techniques it's like please don't give me a breathing technique i had to learn how to breathe again <laughs> i learned how to breathe and i don't need a technique because <laughs> i had to really really learn after my cancer um how to use the lungs again it was like a reconstruction of my my lungs after having them filled with lu- liquids and and pneumonia had generated in that liquid. So the the momentary um, challenge was to be so drowning in my own cancer and my own thought process that had generated the cancer, which wasn't my responsibility, it was probably a lot of stuff from from other situations that had created the cancer. It could be just the world I'm living in that had contributed to that and I have a a genetic syndrome that's from my family as well. So we always carry diseases for a couple of things. It's not just you that you're working on something. You can always be working on a disease, an imbalance in your nature for a bigger purpose that you don't know about. And in that moment of suffocation, all I could do was actually just experience what was going on and ask to see something else. I had to ask for help. I had to ask to breathe or I had to remind myself to try or just try breathing. I couldn't focus on a lot of things. And I think that's where we're experiencing on the planet now a lot of overwhelm from the uh, wars that are going on to the conflict that's demonstrated on the, on the media. Certainly lots of natural disasters are happening globally everywhere. Some of them get on the media, but some people are, like, surviving the natural disaster, so it's not even on the news where, where all those natural disasters are. And, and it reminds me of my cancer. It was like this flurry of liquid and... A suffocation at the same time and a sense of being so like bloated I couldn't see myself I couldn't feel myself and I had no concept of who I was and our nature is so out of balance not because nature is out of balance but it's because of how humans have managed nature and now we're starting to see it within ourselves so if you want to look at your own ability to start building a natural love, reconnecting to that part of yourself that's not, a, not merely a product of your conditioning, which is from our world. It's out of balance. It's not you that's the problem. It's the world system that we're in now. And nature is crying out for us to start reconnecting to ourself and each other in a way that goes beyond all of the BS that you tell yourself. And that's all I could do when I was bloated with myself with cancer because I had a lot of BS going on in my body. I had BS in my mind constantly and I had a hallucinations as well from all of the medication. So there are some thoughts on how do we connect to our nature when we're in the midst of chaos or overwhelm and we're disconnected from nature itself i've done other podcasts with patty Oskvarek where we talk about connecting to nature it's one of those simple things and i'm finding people need to even go go more simple put your feet in the grass is a wonderful tool but what if you're stuck in in that overwhelm if you ever want to experience um any sense of yourself the first step the only step is really to say I'm asking for it asking for that nature to come back to you because I know many people like myself when I was in hospital I couldn't leave the bed I couldn't turn so how do you you know when you're immobilized what do you do and there's very little that you're reduced to this point where you have to be in that moment and that's a very powerful place many people think it's very vulnerable but actually in that place there's an incredible resource of your nature to survive and to find a way to live not necessarily joyfully joy won't come necessarily but for some people it will in that moment when you you've got you've got isolation disconnect or um you can't do anything because you're so overwhelmed. Just asking to experience something else than that, to experience connection, that thought to do that can be the one saving grace. And I can give you a thousand examples of people in disasters where they've just asked for help in their mind and and things have come. Miracles have happened, people have turned up. Um, and then the next step, will be to vocalise it to someone around you, so to build support around you, to reach out through your social media, to reach out to friends and family and to start to start reaching out to people instead of just being isolated. I've spoken about that before, isolation engenders habits where we keep repeating conditioning of a species being separated and that is going to be something that will increase. It's already here. People are very separate, very isolated, and they're nonverbal. They're not talking. They're not sharing for fear of being shut down or just for fear of what, what, what are they supposed to do. And we're so, I think, we're so worried about not having an answer and being scared about not having answers of how to move forward. But the first step just starts by sharing And firstly, by asking to to be different to that disconnect that you might be experiencing. And I know from my experience in the hospital, it can look really bad. But as soon as that thought to do something different or to connect comes, to connect to someone outside of yourself or to connect to that, that love that flows all around us, even though you think it may not, it's there, then things start to shift naturally and that's when we start to to find things are coming towards towards us that will go beyond the current state of what you might be experiencing which is out of balance so i've tried to weave a few different people that i've been inspired by this week in terms of love of nature because I've sort of been turned inside out when I discovered that nature is not is is a the ecosystems of our planet are actually represented in the ecosystem within us. And that the health world is now having that conversation about our internal ecosystems, our flora being so out of balance that it's a reflection of that planetary lack of balance. I'm so excited by that and I was so excited by these young kids that are so impassioned and alive. I was trying to weave that in as a way to start learning how we can rebuild new ways of being in the body and also to try and give you some other topics to think about at the macro level instead of focusing on the conflict and the war as bad or whatever it is it's the state of our species our species is not in a good place we have a choice about how or what what place we want to be in but it only starts if we start focusing on that and asking for that connection that reconnection to happen and it can happen quickly as well so those are some of my thoughts and I'll be sharing with Gina about uh, natural love and our expectations of how people should know what it is but they usually don't and i'll i'll um reconnect with you then